welcome to hell my name is luke and today i'm joined by Connor. we'll be discussing the nil nil draw at home to hanover and some unsavory scenes in the, the guest block but before we get in that let's crack Connor. how have you been hi luke how's it going yeah uh been all right so far this week uh i think we called a draw no I, I, we, the both of us we we wanted to win but um the more we talked about in the last podcast, the more we talked about this this Hanover game, I think we were both kind of where it, it is going to be first against third, and mm-hmm. it had a draw written all over it uh, even before a ball was kicked. Yeah, I thought you know the Friday night atmosphere might drag them over the line, but unfortunately not. What did you make of the 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 match like being in the stadium? Good crack. Very good crack. Uh, I mean. Sparklers out again, confetti before the game. There was there was loads of us. Uh, you guys had a couple of mates over, and uh, yeah, like I said, there was just loads of us at the back of Block C, and uh, yeah, I had a I had a great time. Bit of food after the game and all that. A couple more pints. Uh, like from from that side, it couldn't have gone any better, right? So it was just a mm-hmm. just a result that was lacking a little bit. Yeah, we had a couple of mates with us who it was their first game. So I was a bit disappointed for them, but um, they le- at least got to celebrate because we had an offside goal. True, um, so they got yeah. covered in beer. Got to experience <laughs> that a wee bit. Yeah, it's just when you get covered in beer and then the golden stand, and it's, <laughs> you might add a bit more eh, than when you're actually one 0 up. So yeah. So on the match, um, many changes to start eleven. Anything that surprised you? I mean, Eric came back in. We we kind of said that before the game and I think we said on the last podcast that that Eric trained in a few training sessions in in Jackson's position in the midfield but we also said then that there would be more training sessions behind closed doors and it came the way we were kind of expecting Eric back in the center half for Zvigala and uh, Metcalf then in Jackal's role in the midfield that means that meant then that Metcalf dropped away from the wing Dapo and Elias on the wing. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I didn't mind that lineup at all. Mm, I think we agreed that that was our, our strongest lineup because Fabi was flirting with the idea of possibly moving Eric back into midfield, where we know he's he's great in there. But then, you know, you're sort of giving up the that strong back three that have done so well. And they were as great as ever in this match against Hanover. They barely give them a sniff. Um, were you a bit surprised at the approach from Hanover because they came into this match with supposedly the best attack in the league, but it was a very quiet night for Nico in the goal? I think that is more to do with how good defensively we were. Uh, I mean, we are we still have the best defence in the league and I think we did ever so well just to not even let them, let them get up the field. I think the first shot for Hanover came, uh, I saw in the highlights, in like the 78th minute. Mm-hmm. 13 shots for us two for them um so that that just goes to show how how well we were organized uh, in the defense and I, I think it was more to do with that than than them uh, not being that good offensively also it kind of felt during the match that they were probably happy to take a draw which is to be fair away from home um against top of the table team yeah this it's a good point for them you know, mm. and if, if that was kind of the game plan, I saw the manager say in his press conference, the Hanover manager, that they were kind of trying to get a bit more 
more a hold on to on the midfield and and trying to to win the battles there. So yeah, good point for them. Disappointed for us, like you said, we had the we had the offside goal. We had a, a couple of decent chances. I thought Elias was was really good in this game. He he, he did score that offside goal, and he, he could have probably had at least one more. A couple of good headers from Eggstein again. One from a corner. One from a ball in from the left from from Elias again. Um, and just overall, it was a very dominant display from us. It just it was lacking that that little bit of luck just. To, and I, I think if we did, if we had scored a goal, it would have opened the match up mm. big time. And even then, I I thought we would have probably scored a few more and came away with a win. I think it was Eric Smith post match said that we didn't deserve to lose that match, but we probably didn't do enough to win. Would you agree, or do you think that I think we had an XG of zero point nine? So it, compared to I think theirs was zero point two or something, they really didn't offer much but do you think we did enough i mean during a match and on on match day like when we were there after the game it felt like that but haven't watched back the highlights now uh i thought we probably probably did enough i mean again they were they're third in the table they're a decent side and we were never gonna get like five or six clear-cut chances perhaps but we get we we did get our three or four the manager said that as well in this in his press conference and you score one of them, like I said, the, the, the game opens up. And if you watch the highlights again, there's there's a chance from Eggestein in the first half after like 15 minutes where like Sad plays him in and Eggie's on the turn and it's just straight at the keeper, unfortunately. Uh, Hanover was struggling a few times with like back passes to the keeper that he had to put one out for a corner. One of the center halves put one out for a corner. Like Sila, he was he was raging about it. And then in the highlights there was there was a good few chances from us and if you see them like so if you see them all together in like a four minute video then you'd be like ah we should have probably we could have got mm-hmm. something out of that game at least yeah my immediate thoughts after the match were that was two points dropped we should have mm-hmm. come away with all three but after Haswell and then got done by Kiel the day after it doesn't look too bad now it's a point game yeah totally totally I mean like and I mean, I've seen stuff from like house foul fans. Oh, you only drew and stuff. But like, don't maybe don't pipe up until you've played yourself. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, it's getting done four two by the team we pump five one. Yeah, I think <laughs> most of the hours. most of the results the results on that weekend went in our favor. I think there's only mm. out of like five or six teams around us, there was only one that could make up a, a bit of ground. But yeah, all in all, it, you just. Draw a line under this international break now. Hope, hope most of the players come back. Uh, like I know Jackson and Metcalf, they're away with Australia now for two games. Like, hope they don't get injured and and come back. Sanani is away. Vasil is away. Uh, I think we're playing a friendly against Braunschweig during the week. It might be this week. Is it next week? I'm not sure. But yeah, there's a friendly lined up. Um, no injuries, and then we go again against Hansa. I think is next. Yeah, two big games coming up. So hands on has how, yeah. Huge, huge season defining, possibly. Um yeah, but I think this uh break sort of came at a good time, you know. Um Jacko's gonna have his yellow cards reset. Um, so he won't be getting suspended for one of these big two. Some players will be getting a rest, much needed by the looks of things. Like, I don't think we looked too leggy against Hanover, but I think if there were less minutes in those legs, there might have been more of a push to find a winner. Um, 
But I, I was very disappointed in the way Hanover set up for this match. Mm. I thought that they would have a bit more balls, sort of come toe to toe with us, and then, like, I mean, it, obviously it worked if they did only come for a draw. They, as you said, they did well to pack the midfield, um, made things difficult for players like Cello, who would normally pull the strings and make things happen for us. But I don't know. I thought a club of that size would have too big an ego to come and mm. play for play for a draw, and I thought that that would play into our hands a bit. Um, reminded me a bit of the end of last season when Düsseldorf came to the Milan tour, and we yeah. both needed a result, and they did fucking nothing. And you're just sitting there like, come on, come on, just go on a wee counter attack there, and then yeah. I'll counter you back. We'll have a bit of fun, <laughs> but they just fucking sat there and did nothing, like. They didn't have a shot on goal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, true. I'd be very, very disappointed if I was a Hanover fan, but maybe in the grand scheme of things, it'll play in the, their hands to come away with a with a point from from the Milan tour. It's not a bad result for either team, I suppose. Yes. I I think like I don't know if we want to transition into this already, but I think also the. The forced break that we had around like 75, mm. 80 minutes, like I, I think that played a part as well because we, we have seen in the weeks before that we can mount like a late push to maybe get one more goal and just like get attack after attack after attack. But it, just because there was this break because of what happened uh, with the away fans and after after the game continued, I, I thought that like the rhythm of the of we lost a lot of our rhythm and, and mm. just the rhythm of the game there was there was this like big break into it and if that hadn't happened then could have seen us maybe yeah maybe maybe go for it again i thought you could maybe see that in the subs as well uh, i think fabio only made two subs avenido came on quite late and i think if the break hadn't happened, then you would have maybe seen Soller again or just something that try and, and break the deadlock. But it, it was just like the, the whole energy had had left this match and it just kind of like petered out towards the end. Yeah, I think Eric Smith pretty much said the exact same post-match that it was just after the, the stop and play. The game was done pretty much. Both teams lost their rhythm and minds were elsewhere, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I mean, imagine you're a center half and like this is going on behind you. Then you're obviously you're, you're going to look over your shoulder and stuff. And like, it's yeah, it's it's a tough situation to like deal with. So I can totally understand. I hadn't seen Eric's interview, so I'm glad I see it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if you read about um, the last time a team visited the Mellon Tour and got an XG lower than than Hanover had at the weekend. Oh no, who was that? Oh, Rostock, 4 0. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. I'll, I'll, two, two any years opportunity ago? to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, I guess we should talk about what happened in the guest block then. Do you want to shed some light on that in case some oh. of our listeners didn't read about it? Yeah, maybe, maybe as, as good as I can. So obviously, we stand almost as far away as you could from where it happened. Uh, towards the Zutkurve in the Gingrade. But uh, the the first thing I saw was just a commotion uh, in the in the away stand. And next thing you know, you just see like helmets. And so obviously police went into the block and then beer cups flying and flagpoles flying. And you didn't, in the stadium, you didn't know at all what was going on. 
Um, I've since read apparently there was a disagreement between different like groups in the Hanover block that had, according to the, the Fanhilfe Hanover, that had already been resolved and they, the stewards have been told it's been resolved and the stewards forwarded on to the police, like, oh, no, it's been resolved. But then the police went inside of the block, kind of like closing off this, like the, the way you come inside, basically, um, and just started swinging. Mm. Uh, obviously, yeah, that that... They, the police have said they went inside because like someone got so badly hurt that they needed to get inside and get him out and help him. I think I've since not read anything about this person that the police was supposedly going in to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've read about other like casualties and injured police officers, injured fans and stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the, the reason why they originally went in, apparently like you don't, I haven't read anything about that. So, uh, but then, so that had happened. The police was in the block. Then they kind of like retreated, and then towards from like the North Corver side, from the Gegengrade, there was a, a another polk of police that like marched over to to the away fans and randomly started spraying pepper spray. That then got a reaction, of course, as well. And it's just a, uh, yeah. So I'm probably I'm probably missing missing half of it. I know there was fights between the police and has uh, some some Pauli fans after the game. Uh, someone got injured because he like a policeman got injured because he was he was hit by like a like a brick or something. Um, obviously not okay, but it's a it's 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 a general discussion. Discussion. Eh? Do you do you need? police in the stadium do you want police in the stadium like how how hard are they supposed to to deal with situations that arise especially after they had been told like ah no it's been sorted uh yeah it's just a what a shit show yeah and see i think that police should only be in the stands under severely exceptional circumstances you know if it's proper kicking off you know this was a fight amongst themselves mm. well we don't know because apparently there were also has file fans in the stand because they have a partnership so i don't know if it was an excuse to blame it on has file fans on <laughs> <laughs> no but so it was a disagreement among themselves and one person in particular was getting the shit kicked out of them but then as you said it got broken up and resolved like by the stewards like fair play to the stewards they did exactly what they were supposed to they broke it up calm was restored and then the police were like nah fuck that when has it when has the police ever come into the block and it's de-escalated fucking never you're only ever going to stir it up again especially after they were supposedly told by the stewards like everything is okay no need to come in and then they just come in in their hundreds in full riot gear and just start spraying pepper spray indiscriminately like you've I'm sure you've seen the videos of police just casually leaning up against the fence spraying anybody yeah. they want like <laughs> even the guy who's just sitting there videoing it gets a wee spritz as well it's a fucking joke like um yeah I don't and there's people online saying oh well the police were being attacked well number one they shouldn't have been in there in the first place number two they're like in full riot gear and they're yeah, getting hit yeah. with plastic cups. Come on. I was I was gonna say the same thing. If I 
or if you, if if someone th- throws an empty beer cup at at a police officer in full riot gear, helmet, fucking rock like RoboCop, then that's not going to do much to to them, you know. But when 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 RoboCop starts swinging and pepper spraying or whatever, it's it's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah, and so and their their rationale for going in is all oh, we needed to save that one person who was getting beat up. So we'll go in and smash three people's heads open with batons instead. Like how is that? How's that helping? Um, and then I guess it really comes down to is the reaction of the police proportional to what they're receiving? I don't think that get a, a plastic beer cup getting bounced off of your military grade helmet warrants someone like a police officer battering you around the head with a baton, or did you they were swinging digs as well with their mm. these fucking armored gloves and yeah pepper spraying everyone i don't think that's a proportional reaction i do think it's worth noting that it's kind of hypocritical of certain sections of the St. Pauli fan scene to be crying about proportional uh reaction and response to violence considering what we've seen recently but um we'll just leave that for now hopefully we'll have someone come on to speak about it who's more involved eventually um but yeah, it's it's all about if it was proportional, and it's clearly not. Like there were fellas there with their heads completely smashed open. Yeah, and like I, I just want to interject and say, like I'm not saying there's never a, a time or place for mm. for police to get involved. Like if the if the away section starts starts fighting with like the the people that are sitting in the north, like the home fans sitting in the, in the north stand, for example, or fights breaks out there. Or, and we've seen it. I think it was the Schalke game, and then mm-hmm. police went in and sorted that out. Like there, there is a time and place for it. But the way, <clears throat> sorry, the way that that was there on on Friday against Hanover, I don't, I don't think that was that that should have been the way to to handle it. And can you also imagine like that block was full, and then be a police around by like a hundred more people trying to get into that block you know it's like imagine where we stand in the gig rather and you get a mm-hmm. hundred people coming up that, those stairs again like yeah. the, there's no space you know so you 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 create panic as well and obviously you you, you might be an innocent bystander getting hit by fucking pepper spray and all that mm-hmm. so yeah and not only that so they pushed everybody back in an already packed out stand and then blocked one of the only exits so yeah one of the emergency exits the yeah yeah. Yes. Like as you said, like, there might be reasons for the police to come in. It, if my block was getting stormed by like martial arts trained hooligans, yeah. I'd be probably be screaming for the police. <laughs> but yeah. But they need to do better. I mean, they're supposedly trained professionals. Why don't they have protocol for when they should go in and then whenever they do go in, ensure the safety of everyone in the stand by making sure that there's appropriate exits so that if you don't want to stand there and get pepper sprayed, you can leave. You know. Yeah. So, so I, I hope we kind of like summarize that as, as as best as we could. Uh, there's probably some parts that were missing, and there's new revelations kind of like by 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 the day. Now I, I think I've read a few blogs now, and I, I what I seen some on Saturday, and then some stuff that I read today. It's it's already changed from like. The events that that happened and in, in what order and stuff but one of the things is like so this has happened now against hanover right yeah. in three weeks is the derby so it it all has a bit of oh so this happened against them so 
well, we'll just bring fucking three times as much police to the Derby then, and we'll it'll be even more heavy-handed and so. And that is that is just a, a thing that worries me a little bit. Like basically, giving the police an excuse. Like you've seen it, you've seen it by the, at the last Derby already. Like fucking three hours before kickoff, and you had you had people getting getting punched in the ribs and stuff just outside the stadium just outside the the Zutkurve and stuff and so this has happened now and and I'm worried for what we might see in in three weeks time yeah true um I'm sort of skeptical of what will actually come of it we'll probably get a report from the police in I don't know 18 months time the blames it all on the fans as per but I uh, get get one fella doing a bit of desk duty for a week and then that's it <laughs> yeah yeah probably um right so we've got a international break now you happy enough with that give your liver a rest <laughs> well in parts yeah but you know when you're when you're flying you want to just keep going so uh, i wouldn't mind if we played again this weekend it would have been an away game so probably wouldn't have drunk as much anyway um <laughs> but yeah I, d- I do think it comes at a good time so you you've done this block of games now um, we're still unbeaten going into this international break. Um, like you say, we get we get Jackson back after the break, and then you have three more games: two big derbies, and then one promoted side just before Christmas, I think, on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can take that as, again. Then you just just play these three games in front of you, and I think then there's a month and a half break until middle like twentieth of January or something. Um, I like it. I like. I think I've heard the manager before, and I think Jackson said it in our interview as well that we done with him. Like that, you just like it's nice to have these blocks of games that you can take them. Just like oh, we'll play these train games, and then there's a little break and stuff. So, yeah, I I do think the break comes at a good time. Yeah, yeah, and especially with such big games coming up the next two in particular, and then we have a favorable draw in the Pokal against Hamburg, and then the two. Other games in December are Osnabrück away and at home to Wiesbaden. Did you see uh, Timo Schultz at Osnabrück? I'm not sure. It looked. I thought it was Photoshop. a Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a Photoshop. See, I saw that and I had already screenshotted it and was going to send it in the group. And then I looked again. I was like, I don't think this is real. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw in the also, comments, someone yeah. was like, oh, yeah, this is Photoshop, but it will be announced next week. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, interesting. Also, promoted sides that they they did quite well last year. I think got promoted through the playoffs or on like the last day of the season or something. And then, yeah, I can understand why you would sack the manager. But it's also uh, it's football, right? Uh, so the guy that got you there. Well, they are bottom good. of the table. Yeah, um, yeah. Fair enough. Also, while you said here, oh, we play Hamburg as well, and we have the the Osnabrück away game. I don't know why I thought we have only three games until the winter break, but yeah, it's, it's five games in total. Huh? Yeah, yeah, five games total, one of them in the cup. Also, I reckon um, Osnabrück are looking to change because they just lost away to Braunschweig, who is mm-hmm. also down there. Um, yeah, so they're in big trouble. <laughs> Hopefully, we can add to that. As much as I want Timos to succeed, he can get a run of form going after playing us. Exactly. All right, mate. Enjoy your your international break, and uh, 
will we do a podcast leading up to the Hansa game? I guess we'll play it by ear. I say we'll we'll play it by ear. Some here, Las Riska has just uh, signed a new contract just before oh, we came really? on, and maybe who knows? We we might get a new Marcel Hattel contract or something, and then could maybe do a Marcel Hattel special or something before before the Rostock game. Eh? I think that's the that's the next league game that we play. Happy days. Sounds good. All right, Connor. Pleasure as always. Thanks for listening, everyone. Right. Cheerio. See you then. Bye.